Hi, this is Life Coach David. I'm your certified and experienced Law of Attraction Life Coach. Welcome to the Law of Attraction podcast and thanks for listening. And if you want to find out more about me or how to have some wonderful Law of Attraction coaching, you can go to lifecoachdavid.com and you can reach me through there. We've been reading from this wonderful book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn, and I'm going to continue with that today. But before I start that, I just wanted to let you know that June 3rd through 5th, I'm part of an online holistic summit, and it's very exciting. Uh, They asked 30 experts in the holistic field, all different varieties of us, to be part of the summit, and it's going to be loaded with great information. So if that's something you want to sign up for, just go to naturaljersey.com, naturaljersey.com. And again, that's going to air June 3rd through 5th. And it was a video interview. So hopefully (laughs) I did a good job and uh, I don't have professional lighting or anything like that. But hopefully it still came out really good. And I'm going to continue now with reading from Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And this section of the book is called Bills, Bills, Bills. Take a not-too-favorite topic, for example, paying bills. Unless you're in super financial shape, how do you usually feel when it gets to be bill-paying time? Thrilled? Elated? Euphoric? Not likely. How about... Worried, anxious, or plain old down. Join the group. Well, here's the kicker. It's due to those very feelings of despair that we keep on having such a hard time with the bills. Why? Because whatever we're feeling is what we're vibrating. And whatever we're vibrating is what we're attracting. And I'm going to repeat that again because it's so important. Whatever we're feeling is what we're vibrating and whatever we're vibrating is what we're attracting. Universal law, it's just the way it goes. Tony and his wife Ginger and I got together regularly to compare notes about our progress with the law of attraction. Thank heavens they were around, since they were the only folks I knew who lived close by where I could let my hair down and compare notes. One night as we were finishing dinner at my place, we began reminiscing over how it used to be in those times before we got involved in controlling energy. The conversation was light and comical until Tony started talking about how ugly it had been trying to pay bills with no money. While I always enjoyed their company, the feelings that began to surface from this conversation were making me uncomfortable as I had only recently started to come out of a long and difficult financial drought. I wanted the conversation to change, but it didn't. Tony had always made a decent living, and with their kids grown and gone, the two of them could have gotten along easily on his income alone. But Ginger wanted to stretch her work wings again, so she went back into the real estate business she had left years ago. This was well before Law of Attraction years, But nonetheless, she did quite well. Why was it then, they reminisced as I was pouring coffee, that we never have enough money to pay our bills? 
I presume you just overextended yourselves whenever Ginger made a hit, I said, hoping to ward off the emotional discourse I knew was coming about how tough it was to live without enough money in the bank. Sure we did, laughed Tony. We were living it up until we realized what a mess we had gotten ourselves into. We had already refinanced the house, so that wasn't an option. We had never saved much of anything, so we had no reserves to fall back on, and now here we were with all this new income coming in, but somehow worse off than we were before, with more bills we couldn't pay. If Ginger had a good closing, we were almost okay, but if nothing was moving for her, we were in deep trouble and it would take us months to recover. Uh-huh, I know the feeling, but isn't it great how that's all behind us now? I tried to leapfrog the conversation into a new direction, but Ginger was having none of it. For whatever reason, she needed to relive those painful days. I swear, Ginger went on, it got so bad every month that when it came time to pay those fool things, which I put off for as long as I could, I'd either break out in a rash or have a migraine. I'd pull out the stack, put it on the desk, and just look at it for a day or two. Then I'd get that horrible sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach because I knew that what we had to pay and what we had in the bank simply did not match. So I'd pick out one bill and decide how much I could get away with paying. It was awful. You know, that was, you know what that was like, Lynn? You've been there. More times than I care to count, I reflected. Thank heavens that's all changed, sighed Tony, looking fondly at Ginger. Another year of that, and you'd be collecting on my life insurance. As he reached across the table for Ginger's hand, my heart warmed as I saw her eyes tear up with the happiness they both were experiencing now. They had turned their financial corner a couple of years ago, transforming their lives into abundance and sublime happiness. They had learned how to command energy. What contentment vibrated between them, and what a long way they had come. What a long way we all had come. That is so true. And by the way, I'm sorry if you heard a ding. That was my cell phone letting me know there was a text that came in because I forgot to turn it off. But I turned it off, and now we will not hear any more blings. But it's so interesting because that conversation that I just read from the book, when that first started happening, the author realized that she better try to change the subject because she didn't want to put everyone back in a low vibration about money. So that's something for all of us to remember. You know, what are we talking about with our friends? And how are we talking about it? What vibration are we deliberately keeping ourselves in? Is it in what we want or what we don't want? And if you realize it's what you don't want, then you better do your best to start thinking about what you do want so you can attract that. So now I will get back to the book. Tony and Ginger and I had spent years in various degrees of financial chaos because we didn't know a thing about controlling our energy. Each in our own way, as bill-paying time came, and we'd look at how much we needed but didn't have. The more uptight we get, the more we focus on what we didn't have, the greater our negative energies would grow, magnetizing even more debt along with less income to offset it. Our emotional focus on the lack of what we had 
was continuing to magnetize more of the same back into our experience, usually bigger and meaner and nastier than the month before. The process is like tossing a boomerang, one of those things you pitch away from you that circles back for you to catch or clobber you if you're not looking. What we send out vibrationally is what we get back. So until we change our vibrations, we're going to pull back to us whatever we've sent out. To put it another way, if we don't stop feeling and sending out downer vibrations, then downer circumstances are all we're going to pull back. We get what we emotionally focus on. Focus on what we want with passion and excitement, and presto, it's on its way. Focus on what we don't want with the same passion, such as worry, concern, etc., and presto, it too will be on its way. The universe doesn't give a crapshoot whether we want something or don't want something. It works strictly off the physics principle we call the law of attraction. We send the magnetic feelings out. The universe obediently delivers. It doesn't react to our pleas. It only responds to our vibrations, which come purely from how we're feeling. Does it matter what caused the feelings in the first place? No. They could come from a thought, from an outside event, or just from a general mood. But regardless of how they are initiated, the events that make up our lives come solely from our moment-to-moment, day-to-day, year-to-year outflow of feelings. Focus gets bigger. So let's get real here for a minute. No one is suggesting we walk around being goody-two-shoes all day long, trying to be happy about just being fired or missing the train or misplacing our car keys, but facts are facts. Since what we send out is what we get back, and since what we send out comes from what we've been focusing on, it might behoove us to pay a damn sight more attention to what we're thinking about and how that is making us feel. Focus on what we want, and it will come if we don't sabotage it. Focus on what we don't want, and it comes too, usually with more of a wallop than it had than to begin with. Now let's get back to those bills. Let's say you've been having a whole batch of thoughts about how much you don't like paying bills. Each one of those thoughts, which is very much alive, carries the emotional vibration or signature from when you thought it, and it goes out to find and hook up with other thoughts that have identical vibrations. When two thoughts of the same emotional intensity come together, they vibrate more powerfully at a higher, faster frequency than one by itself. So now, instead of just one little old insignificant thought about your bills, you've got a bigger and more powerful one than you had to begin with. Because every time you think about it, it joins up and clumps together with the ones you sent out before. Ah, but there's more. You not only have your own downer thoughts about bills clumping together out there and growing bigger and more powerful with each new dejected feeling you send out, but now they're joining up with other downer thought balls on the same frequency sent out from other people about anything. I call them junk bombs. They clump together in matching frequencies of fear and anxiety and can easily be headed back your way unless you get yourself turned around emotionally, meaning that sooner or later, one or more of those junk bombs 
with all sorts of unpleasant stuff attached to it from everybody else's worries is going to come back and sock you loud and hard if you're still vibrating the same way and broadcasting your wavelength on the same frequency. Now you have a real mess on your hands. More bills than you had in the first place, along with a lot more disagreeable circumstances that may or may not have to do with paying those bills. Your car breaks down, and you don't have the dollars to fix it. Your washer goes on the fritz. Your kids break someone's window. Your dog attacks some nice soul out for a walk. And on Super Bowl Sunday, with a house full of rabid fans, your TV blows its stack. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of bad stuff. Your attracting magnet is powerfully turned on with that emotionally charged downer vibration and will keep on attracting more garbage like a honing beacon until you change your vibration. Once you do, the boomerang doesn't return. Someone else will get sucked with it instead of you. Too bad for them, but at least you're rid of it for now. Let's take a more pleasant item of attention, like a new car. If you focus on the car you want and keep focusing and keep focusing, you'll get it. But if you focus on the fact that it hasn't come yet or the lack of it or how you can't afford it, then that's exactly what you'll attract, a whole lot more no car. So you say, well, hell, that just proves this stuff makes no sense. I've been focusing for years on what I want, namely more money, and I still don't have it. Right, because first there's a subject of money, and then there's a subject of lack of money. And guess what? 99% of us have been focusing most of our lives on the lack of money. We get what we focus on. Focus on the lack of what we want, and we are guaranteed to get more of it because through matching vibrations, we magnetize it in. Law of attraction, pure and simple. Four steps to break out. So here it is again. The more we think about something with even feeble emotion, the bigger and more powerful that something becomes in our life, regardless of whether it's the lack of what we want or the thing itself. If we say, I want perfect health, and think emotionally about perfect health all the time, we'll either have it now, or it will be on its way. But if we say, I don't want sickness, and think emotionally that often enough, we're opting for ill health because our focus is on the sickness. If we think a lot about wanting a new house, and can feel ourselves in it, it's on its way. But if we're constantly saying, I don't want to live in this place anymore, we'll be sticking around for a while. If we think emotionally about something long enough, whether it's something we want or something we don't want, it's going to be coming into our world, like it or not. What comes to us has nothing to do with what we're doing physically or how worthy we are or how good we are or what our non-existent destiny may be. It has only to do with how we are vibrating, which means feeling, which means attracting, period. So here's what mom and pop never told us, because mom and pop never knew. And here's what every positive thinking book or motivational speaker has been romancing, but never quite tied the knot because they honestly didn't know either. Here are the four steps to deliberate creation. The four steps that are guaranteed, that's right, guaranteed, to bring into your life whatever is your passion 
and much, much more. They are guaranteed because they are universal law, the basic principles from which all creation has sprung. Now they are yours if you want them. Step one, identify what you don't want. Step two, from that, identify what you do want. Step three, get into the feeling place of what you want. And step four, expect, listen, and allow it to happen. That's it. That's all there is to it. As you get into the swing of this remarkable new journey, things seem to magically change in every area of your life. Worries, concerns, doubts, and fears go from constant, ever-present little hums to an uncommon occurrence in a matter of weeks, and you can actually see it and feel it happening every day. Your health turns around, your bank account fills up, your relationships do whatever you'd like them to do, sales close, promotions happen, life becomes a daily joy. It's real. You can see it working. And then you know, you genuinely know, the only one at the helm of your ship is you. It really, truly is just you. And I'm going to stop reading there for today, because that is amazing, right? All those steps, just four of them, identify what you don't want, and then obviously from what you don't want, you know what you do want, and then you just get into the feeling place of whatever it is you want, and you get excited about it, and you expect it to happen, and you just allow it, and then it happens. It sounds easy, right? Well, it can be easy, but it can also be tricky. And that's where a lot of the tools that I teach my clients come in because it helps them stay in that allowing mode and the receiving mode of what they want. So I hope you really enjoy what I read today because it had some great information. Maybe re-listen to it again and use it in your life. You know, ask yourself, how am I doing with these four questions that will help me attract what I want? Am I doing that? Do I know how to do the last two? Do I think I do, but nothing's really happening? So apply all this to your life. And if you want some wonderful coaching to help you, you can just go to lifecoachdavid.com and contact me through there. Or you can just email me, david at lifecoachdavid.com. And if you have any questions regarding anything, Feel free to email me your questions, and I will answer them on an upcoming podcast. And remember that June 3rd through 5th is the Natural Jersey Summit, and there's going to be some great, great, great interviews on that, including one for me, and that's at naturaljersey.com. Have a wonderful high vibration day, and I will be back tomorrow with more wonderful Law of Attraction information which you can really use in your life to help you attract everything that you want.